Yeah, Jesse, I can look. Um, I appreciate you guys so much. I'm on the verge <laughs> of death right now. <laughs> Dude, Just I feel kidding. that. I'm going to take a lot of melatonin tonight and try to sleep through the night. And did when I get, say a lot, did I you mean sleep in? Pill. No, I can't. I was texting Rachel about this. I woke up with yeah so much anxiety that once I woke up, I'm like, I can't fall back asleep now. So it's time Wait, to start what? my day. <laughs> Oh, what time so did you wake up? I'll give you guys my Facebook login. Woke too. up at nine thirty, maybe nine forty-five, but I think I fell asleep at three. So it was oh like six and a half God. hours. Oh my God! You still didn't get. Yeah, yeah. I you, you, cannot remember the last time I got more than eight hours of sleep. Oh, you and I Rachel both need oh SNRIs. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Whoops. I think your you and Rachel's okay, baseline anxiety is just operates at such a high level. Yeah. So like any more added stress is just like tipping the ship completely. Mm -hmm. I honestly think you guys should both see like a psychiatrist just to <laughs> get things double checked. You know, mental health is very important, and we have mm -hmm. tools to treat it. That's true. I'm so. taking two mental health days tomorrow and Tuesday. <laughs> I took off work. That's a f I've never done that before. But yes, I should probably also see should. a psychiatrist. No, yeah, I reached out like, to like campus services for like, you know, potentially starting therapy. And they were like, you don't need it. And I said, okay, cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah, now, I believe you. Interesting. Anyways, what I was saying is you guys should definitely uh, seek, mm. seek help. <laughs> I have. <laughs> this video is brought to you by. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like services. I feel like there are so many oh. barriers to getting help too. It's like first of all, money. Second of all, finding a good therapist because mm -hmm. I know so many people that just don't have therapists that address mm -hmm. their needs. Mm -hmm. And then, and then it's like, I don't know. And then like finding the right medication if you get prescribed medication because then your mm -hmm. life gets for like sorry gets messed up for like several weeks mm -hmm. um months. if you're not on the right yeah right. months yeah and it's yeah. i don't know i feel like there's so many downsides of getting help that mm -hmm. not downsides but like barriers to barriers. actually getting yeah. better not to say that people shouldn't like do that but i feel like it's yeah. yeah it's hard to make that initial investment because you have to put a lot of things off before mm -hmm. things start to get better in fact i mean i know one of my friends she's currently starting ssris and like these past few weeks have been awful like they've been worse than they were before so and that's why i don't want to do that because yeah. then it's also like when you're feeling the worst is when mm -hmm. making that first step is the hardest and mm -hmm. then when things yeah. are better it's like you feel like you don't need it yeah mm -hmm. and then you never end up getting help because when yeah. you're feeling yeah. your worst you're just like you don't want to make things any worse than they already are and then when you feel better you're just like why would i change this because i'm feeling yeah. better i mean it's uh, it's also still good to start with just by getting a therapist because like yeah. that doesn't i mean the investment there is just time and money uh okay sometimes it's a lot of time because like i remember sometimes cycling through yeah. yeah, I've cy I've cycled through like five or six therapists just to find one that still wasn't really that helpful, mm. and that and like finding the right therapist fit and like someone with the right tools to help you fix the problem that you have mm. is really tough, um, because people's problems are really specific and like finding the right person who you get along with and has the tools to help you fix the problems that you have 
is also incredibly difficult. But there are like tailored, like, I mean, I think maybe, maybe BetterHelp does have a feature where it's like, you can like input all the problems that you have and then they spit out like someone who's best tailored to you, I feel like. But I've heard, from what I've heard, I've never tried BetterHelp myself, but from what I've heard, people's experiences generally are either meh or not helpful at all. Yeah, we're not going to get a sponsor from them, huh? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> do we want one from them? Like, do we want a sponsor? Because I've, mean, I've heard things yeah. from... Well, I haven't... I Like, there's nothing specific that I can pinpoint, but I have mm. generally heard negative things from, like, independent, yeah. um, like, psychiatrists um, in terms of, like, better help monopolizing almost. Hmm. Mm. um therapy or that vibe you know i know one person who likes it but like yeah i, oh, I really? know more okay. people who don't than do yeah i mean the person who likes it probably just got lucky and chanced upon yeah. i mean better help is just Isn't connecting just you therapy? to like yeah psychologists and therapists it's not like it's just a platform to connect people it's not really like i don't think better help has their own psychologists and therapists do they like their own in-house i don't think so i think yeah it's just mm. Cause like that would have taken a lot yeah, of effort for them works, to like recruit that no, many people no with that, with so the scale that they house. operate yeah. at. Yeah. I doubt it. I still think if it it is truly a platform that just connects people based on like a few survey questions and connecting them with the best possible therapist for their tailored needs, that's actually a pretty good platform, but I don't know why it doesn't seem like people, I've heard a lot of better help ads, but I've never heard like any success stories. <laughs> Which is weird but there are other like mental health resources and online resources too that don't get advertised as heavily as better help my friend works as a software engineer at one of these i don't i guess better help competitors so they exist i don't know if they're any good or not but they definitely exist i feel like i personally wouldn't advertise better help if i hadn't tried it and yeah. had it been successful first mm-hmm. so maybe one of you guys can try it and then if it works you can be like hey have a podcast but hmm. obviously you'd have to go and it's kind of expensive it is yeah yeah well it's not crazy i think i because i downloaded better health and i got quoted for a session i think it was like yeah. 80 bucks i think it was session. like 60 or 80 when i was yeah when i was and i think that was it. with like the initial discount lesson. um i think when you think about it like 60 80 dollars seems like a lot like when i was Looking at it, I was like, oh, that's a lot of money up front just for like an initial consultation Mm -hmm. where initial consultations, you probably will have to do multiple initial consultations Mm -hmm. before you find the right person. So like I was like, oh, that's a lot of money to just be like, oh, that didn't work. Yeah. And that's that's always a tough, tough spot to be when you're starting your journey. Whereas like if you're finding therapists, well, I guess it also depends on your insurance because like when I was looking for therapists, I just look at in network. Oh, yeah. Yeah like 15 30 minute consultation because i did like four or five of them and then they were all out of network and i'm like oh lovely all right let's get started with the pod welcome ladies and gentlemen to this episode of the rooftop pod i'm your host jesse and joining me today is my brother andrew and my sister rachel and we're doing fantastic today if you couldn't tell already vibes are almost (laughs) immaculate vibes are almost immaculate they're yeah, through the, the roof rooftop. and Couldn't we're just chilling today. right now just chilling um so let's do a really quick check-in before we dive into mm. 
our subject today. Um, we can go as deep or as shallow as you guys want in terms of updates. I can start first. I mean, things have been recently pretty busy for me because I had a thesis committee meeting last week. And basically, I, my thesis committee, which is like a committee of professors who decide whether or not I can graduate, they're like, oh, this is these are a bunch of experiments. Well, we talked about it because I was kind of at a like a plateau, but not really, like a sticking point in my oh, okay. thesis where like I didn't see how things were moving forward or I, I couldn't see how the project could continue moving forward. Um, so I was stuck and they gave me a bunch of ideas and they weren't like, I, they weren't like novel ideas or ideas I've thought about, but I didn't think would be helpful, but they're like, yeah, you should really try these experiments. So the past couple of weeks I've been just scheduling 10 experiments per day and slammed, but I mean, obviously I scheduled them for myself. So I've been really busy with that, but I want to really quickly also say that uh, my undergrads have been so immensely helpful with all of my, helping me with all of my work. They've been just like super diligent, working super hard with me. Like today, one of my undergrads came in and just worked with me from like 11 to 3. And that experiment, if I had I done it just by myself, I would have been there for like probably like 16, 17 hours straight. But she helped me out for four four hours ish and like because she's so capable we were able to basically my productivity is doubled every single time she comes in which is absolutely amazing she's also just want to brag about my undergrad because she's been killing it she competed in a couple competitions like presenting her scientific work and stuff or our project i watched her presentation and she did so well we also applied for a few grants over the past month or so and she just got news today that she got awarded one of those grants um, so I couldn't be more proud of her. Like, this is like, I didn't realize how much mentoring would fulfill me, but, uh, over these past couple of months and seeing like all of the time and commitment I've invested into them come to fruition, uh, has been an incredibly rewarding experience. So if you ever have the opportunity to like mentor someone in your life, definitely take it on. It's, it helps you learn how to teach and be a mentor, which is, I think, a very valuable experience, but also the reward of seeing someone prosper and grow like under your tutelage is just a fantastic, fantastic feeling. So just wanted to give that update. That was really cute. Bring up that's the vibes really a little bit. Nice. That, yeah, that was actually that's really, so really wholesome. cute. Oh, yeah. Now I want to see. <laughs> Rachel, you want to wow. cry? <laughs> Rachel, I've heard Rachel say I want to cry probably upwards 20 times this week. Yeah. So <laughs> and anything emotional, positive. <laughs> positive or negative, just tears. <laughs> Triggers tears. Yeah, it's that kind of week. It's been that kind of week for many weeks. <laughs> hey. That's okay. It's almost over. Your it's okay. It's, yeah, seriously. Over, yeah. Uh, you're gonna yeah. finish school you're gonna get to travel mm -hmm. with wait are you traveling Friends. with annie um no i'm traveling with like high school friend group oh, oh, oh high school friend yeah group. but i will be seeing annie Hula as gang. well yeah <coughs> Which oh one right because you're going to sf too Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean once you're done with school and you can travel stress-free hopefully stress-free crossing my fingers that everything comes together <clears throat> in time for you to move to new york but once everything's figured out and the dust has settled make it your goal to just relax yep. you'll get there rachel 
Rachel, you want to go into this life update, or you want me to take the <clears> next <throat> one? Yeah, I can. I can life update. I guess. Okay. Yeah, it's been rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's been real rough on many <laughs> fronts. I think I oh. sent a text yesterday that was like, yeah, sorry for being unresponsive or like not present these past couple of weeks. Like I've just been feeling really sh- bad about <laughs> uh, several aspects of my sparkle emoji life. Sparkle emoji. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think like, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of times when I just, oh, no. Okay, maybe I won't talk about it because then I'll start crying. <laughs> so <laughs> It's okay to cry on the pod. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Not. I've done it no, before. This is true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes, you know. I just like I'm I get really upset when I don't do things to a certain standard that I set for myself Mm -hmm. Um, and that's for like Mm -hmm. every aspect so it's not just like school or like things that are actually measured but it's also in terms Mm -hmm. of like how I view myself as a friend or as like a sister Mm -hmm. um, like Mm -hmm. that kind of or as a daughter Um, and so I've been feeling like I haven't been meeting my own standards for that recently and so I've been taking it kind of hard Um, or like I've been very hard on myself for that um <clears throat> yeah so anyways <laughs> yeah so and like also standards in terms of like being able to take care of myself too mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i feel like when i get busy like the first thing to go is the time that i take mm-hmm. to take care of myself and then once mm-hmm. i have a point mm-hmm. to like actually think about um like how i feel everything just rushes in and then mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Jesse and Andrew were there for that yesterday when Mm -hmm. it all came out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And it was during a two-hour break that I had from work because I was working the whole day yesterday, Um, which, like, and I think I also feel worse when objectively, like, with the things that I'm doing, I should be happy. Like, Mm. objectively, I've had really good experiences, but... Mm -hmm. I feel even worse because I don't feel happy in those moments. Mm. Um, And I am really hard on myself about that as Mm. well. Um, Mm. So, yeah. So that's like kind of the negative portion. So the objectively good things. Um, So yesterday on Jesse's note of like mentoring being super fulfilling. um, Mm. So I've been a TA for a course for like the past two years um and i love TAing this course i wasn't in class this semester this course is special in that like the tas are very hands-on like they're in class with the students um every class day which is like three times a week in the spring and then four times a week in the um fall so like you really get to know the students um and they had like their big competition where they build a robot to do a bunch of these tasks on Mm. a course that the tas build um and so just seeing like the camaraderie that the students built with each other like across teams like inner team outer team it was just really lovely to see like the sportsmanship that was going on um, and how excited, how proud people were of the work that they did. Because, like, mm. um, even though I wasn't in class, I still did, like, basically, like, office hours kind of things. Um, so I saw a lot of the students, like, multiple times. And it was really cool to see that, like, the students that actually 
did like go to office hours a lot were the ones that were doing the best and so like it's very fulfilling to see people's like hard work pay off um so it was yeah very very heartwarming to see that and then um we also said goodbye to a lot of the graduating like seniors and graduate students who are graduating um yesterday as well which was very sad but very heartwarming um i feel like there are there are a lot of programs that i've been a part of where like the the thing that makes the program special is the people because the people number one they care a lot about the program and number two they care a lot about all the other people that contribute to the program um so it always feels really nice to be a part of something where like everyone just cares a lot about like the happenings like the mission and the goal of said thing so i think yesterday was one of those days where i really felt that which was nice despite despite how i was feeling that was lovely to experience so that was a robot competition you were talking about yes that's really cool is it like the t is it like the tv show battle bots i have never seen battle bots they don't battle they uh it's like okay so 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 um so basically how we have it set up is there's oh my gosh some of my students know about this podcast it'd be so wild if they were listening to this <laughs> wait what <laughs> shout them yeah, out shout they them like out. i had no yesterday um i was so i there's like two sections of this program there's like a research section and the robot section so like half of my the students that i had in the fall did the research and then half of them did the robot um so I was talking to some of the research kids yesterday because they were presenting all their like their final posters and everything. And they were like, oh, my gosh, like I saw you on a podcast with your brothers <laughs> on Instagram. And I was like, oh, my gosh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, oh boy. Famous. Um, but yeah, so wait, where was I going with this? Oh, yes. How it's set up is that there's four identical courses and then four robots run at the same time and see and it's like whoever does the course the fastest and the most accurate so there's like five different tasks four to five different tasks yeah where they build a robot to complete these tasks and it was airport themed this semester so it was like they'd had to refuel the airplane they'd have to like stamp passport um they'd have to drop off a luggage at a baggage claim um and then they'd have to like click a check-in button or something like that so wait how large are these robots um they're very small i think it's uh, uh okay we have so a we like... have a standard okay yeah oh, okay, it's okay. like they have to be within like a five by five box i think oh, no that okay, seems okay. small six by six nine by nine i don't know um but they're inches, like talking feet oh, inches inches pretty, okay, so they're yeah. like they're like yay footprint yeah big, okay gotcha juicy. gotcha yeah that's it I always, yeah i always really enjoyed classes where you actually got to build something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i, I remember like in physics. high school physics yeah, yeah. yeah. The, boat, the catapult yeah. Mm. yes sir wow yeah. the duct no tape the boat. hands so on much fun, actually. yeah <laughs> yeah the, and it's like it's especially nice when students get the freedom to build different things so like mm-hmm. basically mm. we just provide materials they have a budget they can buy whatever materials they want from a store i run the store i am the store manager um so i like restock everything i put in orders and whatever i fulfill orders it's it's so fun um because it feels fake um but it's not (laughs) um so students buy parts from a store you can buy whatever they want 
that's being stocked in the store and then they have the freedom to like think of what mechanisms to complete the tasks so it's really cool Mm. to see like what different teams will build and then some teams will like 3d print custom parts to do specific Mm. things like more efficiently um they also have to figure out ways to navigate the course so like um the tas have developed something called rps because you know gps is like something positioning system geospatial Mm -hmm. something something geographical i don't know but rps is robot positional or robot positioning system um so they can use that they can use like different mechanisms to bump into walls to tell them they're at a wall and need to change directions there's also line following on the course so it's like there's a lot of different ways that people can go about it so it's very very cool to see like what students come up with nice that's awesome sick yeah so you felt like that you weren't really able to enjoy that moment because of the other stressors in your life i think in the morning um like when i like before my big cry (laughs) i i think like for the past couple of weeks i just haven't been feeling present like Mm. every time i would be somewhere or be with people or be doing things I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be giving a hundred percent because I'd be thinking about all the other things that I need to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You're almost dissociated. Yeah. 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 So I had felt like that. Um, and then I got like, after the cry, I got to a good point where I was like, okay, I can just focus on this. I'm just not going to think about anything else and just like enjoy what is happening right now. And Mm. was able to do that pretty successfully, which is nice okay that's good at least you were able to like kind of pull yourself into the moment to Mm -hmm. enjoy it i think that's the toughest part with anxiety and any form of mental health Mm -hmm. problems is like you're just so distracted by your own thoughts and feelings that you can't enjoy what's currently going on in front of you and like having mechanisms and ways to cope with that to bring yourself into the present moment as hard as it is like being able to rely on those time and time again will will help you move in the right Mm -hmm. direction for sure yeah all right rachel anything else you want to share yeah well i mean like i think (laughs) i am only able to sorry last note on this because you just talked about coping mechanisms Uh (laughs) y'all man i can't do this (laughs) um i was gonna i was gonna thank you guys for like being like i like i'm only able to pull myself out of these positions because i have such a good support system Like, I have Mm. people that I can talk to that I know will make me feel better um, Mm. and will let me be sad in the moment, but also, Mm. like, slap me in the face and be like, you know, like, Mm. you can feel this way, but Mm -hmm. there's also so much more to, like, look Mm. forward to, Mm -hmm. Um, even though it doesn't feel like that in the current moment, like, it's there. So, thank you guys for being such good big brothers. we're your siblings. Wow. We have no yeah. choice. Uh-huh. Nope. <laughs> you okay. Give us well, <laughs> well, yeah, there's and like very few people no, I'm kidding. that I'm, I'm kidding. like as comfortable as I am with you guys. Mm. So mm. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. I mean, same goes for me. I think you guys mm. have been like an incredible support system for me for everything I've gone through in the past year or so. Having those people is, it's just so important to have people that you can, who will listen to you and let you feel the way you feel and also guide you and direct you in the right direction. Um, it's always, always helpful to have, I mean, it's mm-hmm. almost necessary to have those people 
um, surrounding you to to get through life. And I'm glad we can be that for each other. Facts. It's, yeah. It's God's God's gift to us. <laughs> is each other. God. <laughs> yeah. Because this morning. Oh uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. This morning I was texting Rachel because I. Me and Rachel were in it this morning. It was a no bueno situation. And I was like, Rachel's like, oh, I think, like, should we just cancel on the pod today? I was like, I think we might have to cancel on the pod today. And then later I was like, wait, I think talking to you guys will actually make me feel better. So let's run mm. the pod. <laughs> so, so, so we're here now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, truly, I think this podcast mm-hmm. does, I mean, calling you guys is a form of therapy. Like, Mm. Even though none of us are trained or licensed therapists or whatever, like we all have our own life experiences and mm. we can share what we've learned from those experiences to help each other. And like, and if it makes you feel better to talk to us, like that's therapy. Like therapy mm. is meant for you to like eventually feel better. And if you have people in your life that you can talk to that make you feel better, as long as it's in a healthy, positive manner, I think that's... I mean, I wouldn't say it takes a place of therapy, but sometimes I do feel like my siblings and my friends are my therapist. Mm. Like they are the ones who get me through the toughest times. And <clears throat> at some points I'm like, I don't need a therapist because my friends and my family help me even more than like licensed therapists do sometimes. Mm-hmm. We love that. We need we that. We love that. Free <laughs> therapy, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I love a good free good therapy friends. session. <laughs> Uh, yeah. or get lots of siblings um, <laughs> yeah. all right andrew you're up next yeah um similar similar boat to rachel as we alluded to uh earlier in the Ooh. podcast where we are a little bit stressed and overwhelmed but i don't know like uh, i remember back in high school i had this feeling of being like perpetually tired for like days mm. on end like when i get three to like four or five like a week of less than like seven hours of sleep when i'm sleeping anywhere from five to six hours like it mm-hmm. it starts to physically hurt to be awake and i remember mm-hmm. feeling that in high school i'm like i never want to feel that again and so like in college i try to make it an effort active effort to like not put myself in those situations and then like after that and for the most part like i've try to like maintain like a pretty healthy sleep schedule but this past week uh we have not been getting much sleep and once again Mm. i was like feeling the perpetual tiredness uh and i just feel like a little bit more like aggravated like or agitated and like irritable i'm like i don't like this about myself Mm -hmm. um and this is all stemming from like trying to balance like my nine to five work with like my quote-unquote five to nine like social media work work and Mm -hmm. it's like rachel like it's hard to complain about these things because these are like such amazing opportunities and when i moved to new york i'm like i want to say yes to everything i want to push this Mm. like career as far out as i can so it's like saying yes to like brand deals photo shoots like events um like meeting new people all these things that have come my way um and i realized like rachel as well like the first thing that's going is like my me time so like Mm. time in the like you know it's bad when i stop working out like there was a period of like two to three days yeah where i'm like i simply do not have time to go to the gym two to three Uh, days (laughs) i 
I know that's like <laughs> that's like, like, like it's been like three <laughs> weeks since I've last been in the gym. But, like, <laughs> but that's odd for Andrew. That is true. Yeah, because yeah. that gym time. Because I realized to me like that is the time where I can like block out everything and like just be more empty-headed than like usual uh and just like zone out and zone in simply on like the workout um yeah so taking two days off work like monday tuesday just to like i i would say like it's to like rest and recover but it's not it's to like get like all the other brand deals done so i can have time to like actually do work work when i because like tomorrow I'm like, I'm going to casting. I need to film like a couple brand deals and I need to shoot over like a concept video. Um, mm. Yeah. So like, I, I'm like, realistically, I can't go to work and also get all these deadlines on top or get mm. these like deadlines met. I think I need to enter a new phase in like my New York existence where I need to start saying no to things. Saying no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I talking to my other friends who like also are in the social media space for like a living like it is and i've told you guys this is like it's a blessing to be busy because it means that like things are like doing well but yes there, there's a reason why like people burn out uh yeah when they yeah. say yes to everything so mm-hmm. yeah i don't know yeah. i i think i need to start like reprioritizing things and like something that my roommate does which i think is genius and i need to start adopting is she takes her sundays as like me time and she Sabbath blocks day. it out yeah um oh shoot oh. my internet oh did it there goes freeze. andrew hello oh no oh okay i'm back <sighs> sorry wi-fi okay. issues um yeah no she takes her sundays as me time and like no matter what she like uh doesn't make plans and it's really cool because her friends mm. now know that sunday is her like oh. self-care time so they'll have friends saying like hey like i know like sunday is your like self uh like care day like Mm -hmm. this event is really cool do you want to join like totally okay if like you you like there's already the expectation that she's not gonna go Mm, Mm -hmm. i see so it's like this day is for herself i'm like oh my god that's genius wow uh so i think i might start doing that too because i really like that when she told me that I mean, that's this is this is a concept yeah. as old as time itself. Yeah, it God, really is. God, God really Sabbath. knew what he was doing. God really. God knew also what he was had doing. to rest on the seventh day, and he's yeah. God. He took a me day. <laughs> he's God. <laughs> he God. took a mental health day, and he's God. <laughs> and he's God. <laughs> Even God had to take a mental health day. Uh, I mean, yeah, creating the universe must be a little bit overwhelming sometimes too. So yeah. sometimes that's what it feels like, you know, when life just piles up and like it, there yeah. seems like there's no end to it. I mean, it's really hard to say. I mean, we're in a phase, we're all in a phase of, an, of our lives where we're just building. Mm. And it's really hard for us to like pick and choose because it's hard to see like what's going to pan out and what's going to be the most worthwhile when you're still at the beginning. So like we're just saying yes to everything and wanting mm-hmm. to do everything because we think each thing has like the opportunity to pan out and be something worth mm-hmm. investing our time and money into. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I, I I don't think it's like to any fault of you or Rachel that you guys are just like committing yourself to everything. I think we all have the we all three of mm-hmm. us have this tendency to just overcommit and then 
have way too much on our plates. And then at some point you just find out that you're one human being. Like you don't have infinite hours in the day, infinite like energy to like attend to, to attend to all of those things. And, um, I don't know. Finding your own limit is like a pretty humbling experience, but also can be a really tough experience on your mental health. So I'm glad you guys are finding ways to start to cope with these things and try to recognize that, I mean, overcommitting, overcommitting and burning out is an issue. Okay. Um, I had a few things prepared. Now that none of those things kind of seem appropriate to what we're talking to today. Um, <laughs> I saw those. But yeah. I, yeah. I did some reading yeah. on those two topics. <laughs> yeah, but let's... I had no let's, idea what those were. Yeah. I went... I Our conversation really reminded me of, like, someone asked a question in our um, Discord chat yesterday. And the question is from ZZ mm. in our rooftop chat uh, channel he or she says guys i have a question for the pod regarding mental health do you guys think that the current slash coming generation has it better because there's so much awareness or do you think they have it worse because there's too much to know uh like with social media and technology and everything just actually getting worse and this is like so relevant to what we just talked about yeah that's yeah really because relevant with like the hyper awareness of social media sure we get like i don't know like a little bit of reprieve from like corporate america they give you mental health days and like at osu in colleges they give you like mental health resources but like at the end of the day do they really help you that much compared to like all the things all the other new problems that modern day technology and society brings upon us like, is it keeping up with, like, all the new mental health issues that come along with modern-day technology and societal uh, Honestly, practices? at the current state that it's in, I don't think so. I think, like, the biggest mm. issue with America, at least, is, like, this culture of work. Like, just, wor like, it's just productivity. That's mm. all, all your worth is your productivity, right? Um, I think because we have such an emphasis on that, like all these it, it just seems like virtue signaling almost it's like mm. oh you have these mental health days you you're offering these mental health resources but at the end of the day like how much does that really help like mm -hmm, yes it mm -hmm. might help the most severe of cases and maybe those are the cases that need to be helped the most but like for the vast majority of people they're still not getting help because the mm. the resources are still limited um and yeah and i also have to say like along with all the new issues that modern technology has brought up with you know like body image with like instagram and mm. things like that mm -hmm. um there's glorification of mental health issues too like if you were a, if you were on tumblr during like the 2012 era that was mm. an awful time to be mm. online huh. as like an impressionable teenager preteen mm. because like self-harm was being glorified depression Whoa. anxiety all of that mm. like people glorified Almost that point, and like, it still is yeah say. and like the idea of a tortured artist and like you can only produce beautiful things if you're mentally anguished um so mm. all of that was just being amplified mm. and like still to some degree is and i think that's really harmful especially for younger individuals and there needs to be mm. some 
protection um, for people not to be exposed to that at such a young age. Um, me personally, yeah, for kids in the future. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to send you guys this chart over over um, our group our message. message. Yeah. This, this is a chart oh. of suicide rates from 1981 to 2016. And it's really fascinating. You can see oh. suicide rates actually dipped. dipped in the early 2000, late 90s, and then start to rise again. And that dip and rise is almost exactly in concordance to when the internet came around and became popularized. So with the advent of the internet and social media in the early 2000s, you can see ever since then, there's a steady rise mm. in suicide rates. So it seemed mm. like, at least in the US, we reached like a, a peak in like our mental health probably around like the late 90s when the internet didn't exist but technology was at a point where humans were satisfied oh, and they were able yeah. where technology was help benefiting them way more than it was hurting them and after 2000 it seemed like technology advanced to a place where it started actually hurting mental health more than it was helping yeah. i don't know um, i think with the advent of like internet progressing social media taking off it's just mm -hmm. pushing more to the extremes right the lows mm -hmm. are getting lower the highs are getting higher so like mm -hmm. you just get more like polarizing experiences like mm -hmm. there's so mm -hmm. much opportunities that you can capitalize through social media now like you can yeah. literally change your night or change your life overnight and become like overnight mm -hmm. sensations like mm -hmm. you can go from being incredibly like broke or low income and just like i don't know virality takes off and your life changes like there have been stories of that of like artists who are now able to like find like these massive mm. audiences uh being like independent artists without like a label like as one like very niche example but yeah like you get extremes on both ends now so yeah i mean mm -hmm. it's not a stable way for society to operate i don't mm. think Mm -hmm. like having such extreme highs and extreme lows mm -hmm. i mean the extreme highs are great but like at the cost of extreme lows mm -hmm. and i yeah. i never think that's ever a worthwhile sacrifice to make mm. i i feel like that's why like anybody who like does like a, oh i'm like gonna go off social media for like a week a month like always feels better afterwards it's mm. because like it's probably net negative uh to be like sucked in yeah like these social media black holes um, yeah yeah and i think it it's also distracts people like we were talking about being present and i think mm -hmm. social media is a really good way to not be present um mm. or just to distract yourself from things that might actually be happening because I feel like distraction is probably one of the biggest coping mechanisms that people have now because they have so much access to different things. Yeah. Unhealthy coping coping mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I it's for me I've never really f found social media to be something uh, very harmful to me. Like mm -hmm. I never invest too much of my self-worth into social media like um I I know a lot I mean for some creators, social media is their like career kind of. Mm. So they, they invest a lot of their, their selves into like the outcomes mm. of social media. Whereas for me, I, I've never felt like when I had no followers and when I posted things and nothing got liked, I was like, I'm posting this more for myself than for any 
for anyone else. There's so many facets to how social media、mm. can be harmful because, like, they're also pushing content that's very polarizing and can be extremely harmful to your mental health and your body image and、um, etc. So,、yeah. that's that kind of stuff.、Um, I'm not speaking to that. I'm just talking、mm. about how social media, the the reward system, the dopamine hits that you get from likes and follows,、mm. it can be incredibly harmful if you're not approaching it in like a healthy、yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. especially for children, I think, like, it's I don't know. I don't think they should learn to socialize on social media first.、Mm-hmm. I think it's like you build up your connections, and social media is a means to keep in touch or like expand your social circle. But like,、mm. you need that、mm. critical time when you're growing up to like learn how to socialize with people who are around you、um, before like, you can do、yeah. so online.、Mm-hmm. <coughs> Yeah, I I'm really curious and a little bit concerned about how this new generation of kids are gonna grow up because they went through the pandemic where they weren't、mm-hmm. able to see people, like they weren't able to physically socialize with people, and now they have their main mode of communication and socialization is over like Discord through like I don't know how else people chat over the internet nowadays, but a lot of people just spend their times interacting with their friends online, and. Maybe that's a new norm, and like you get good at that, and you can be successful in society like that. But I think there's an aspect of real human connection, like in-person, physical—not physical, but like in-person human connection—that humans need in order to satisfy like our purpose here on Earth. So, not having the skills to be able to meet those needs is a little bit concerning to me. Because a lot of a lot of my time in college and stuff was、mm. spent like building communities and like trying to get people to interact and be together in person, and I see that this next generation's starting to lose the skills and capabilities to be able to do that, and a little bit concerning, for sure. Yeah, even like mom said that there's like a difference with Philip and John. Uh, oh, they seem、up. so different、yeah. from us.、Oh, they yeah, seem crazy. Absolutely, they're like straight up、us. just iPad kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't know.、Sure. I never. Yeah, because I remember at least with us growing up, like we'd ask mom and dad to hang out with our friends all the time. Like we'd just be invited to things, or we'd like make plans with our friends,、mm. um, and do those things. Or I feel like John and Philip, there's less of a proclivity to, I don't know, like. Do actual things with their friends in person.、Mm-hmm. It's more so of like, oh, let's hop on online at the same time to, so we、yeah. can chat, play games, or play chat. games.、Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very different, very different. So, along those lines, would you guys? How would you guys raise kids in、mm-hmm. the future? Now that we have like, I've seen a lot of different parenting styles with the advent of like.、Um, Like smartphones, iPads, and like、mm-hmm. this, like very easy access to like online material. Would you restrict your kids from like total access, or would you just let them have like free reign over whether they can be on the internet or not, or do you fall somewhere in the middle?、Um, and then, how would you approach that middle ground if you were to raise your kids? I think about this. Not a lot, but I've thought about this. I yeah. I think mom,、mm-hmm. uh, like, you say this now, and I know like, 
this is like what I ideally want is you set boundaries, right? Like mom and dad to Philip and John, like you can only play video games on the weekend. Like you can't play unless you finish like X, Y, and Z, your homework, piano, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then like set your foot down. Uh, But like when you have a kid and they're crying and screaming and you know that if you throw an iPad in front of them, they're going to stop like, oh my God, that's going to be so tempting, which is why I think like, I want to, sorry, this is going to go off a slight tangent. Like I want to build now so that I have the time to spend with my kid and like do activities with them outside Mm. of social media. Like I really hope by the time I have kids, I have like freedom away from like a corporate nine to five structure so that Mm. I can like not Mm. like be busy and like just Mm. throw them an iPad because I don't have time right Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. i have time to actually spend and invest um yeah and like give them another activity to do outside of being on the ipad but i mean i think mom and dad set good boundaries of like finish your task first you can't be on the ipad like during the weekdays uh like school comes first yada yada yeah 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 Yeah, i i didn't even think of it like that like Mm. It's almost a privilege to be able to spend because like the only alternative Mm. to not giving them the iPad is spending your own time to be with your Mm -hmm. kid and like doing Mm -hmm. activities with them. And some people just don't have that luxury. Like some parents are working multiple jobs and they don't have free time to Mm -hmm. do that. So the easiest solution for them is to just throw their kid an iPad. And like we still don't know what the consequences of that necessarily are. Um, But yeah, I could see this becoming like a almost a pandemic of sorts where we just see mm-hmm. like these unsocialized kids like not being able to operate in society because they were just raised raised on iPads and like released into the wild after they turned 18. <laughs> That's what people talking about people talking about COVID kids in college is like since we took every single test and all the assignments online and cheating was such a big thing like when we actually go out into the workforce the quality of work that we're going to produce is going to be so bad so we didn't yeah. actually learn well, anything luckily, and that's why we need like machine learning and like artificial, artificial intelligence. intelligence we don't need real intelligence to, yeah yeah humans our, our whole entire laws. our entire workforce and i'm listening to a podcast right now a lot of companies are literally scaling down their companies in terms of like Mm. how many people they're firing a ton of people just because the productivity of like we've talked about this already like of one person is like 10x with with chat gpt and ai and all these machine learned like resources it's crazy it's actually crazy Mm. so i mean i i'm a little concerned I mean, this is a confluence of literally robots taking over the world or AI taking over the world. Because, like, humans are on a downward trajectory. AI is on an upwards trajectory. And uh, at one point, they're going to cross and humans are going to get taken over. Dang, that is... Dude, I mean, if you think about it, computers are literally raising our children now through iPads and screen time. That's actually kind of crazy, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They can literally... If AI becomes sentient, they can literally start programming our kids to think and do whatever they want. Holy cow. That's yeah, so far like in the future. Sci-fi horror now. Just, yeah, 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 this yeah. sounds like dystopia. All right, now. let's, let's yeah. reel it back. Reel it back. Reel it back. Yeah. Um, another thing that I want to bring up uh, is 
in in the in line with raising your kids would you two raise your kids in the church growing up just because we know what it's like to be raised in the church we know the benefits and the disadvantages to being raised in a church knowing all those things when you raise your own kids would you raise your kids in the church at least i think for us oh sorry no no, i'll keep going um i think for us like we i'd say it was net positive um i think um like you learn a lot of morals in the church and like you see a lot of i i think it's all contingent on finding a good church community because there's a lot of churches out there that maybe do not you know practice necessarily yeah or have like a toxic culture that's like very much so based on shaming and like Mm. you know like more so on the negatives and the positives of yes god loves you let's all spread that love kind of thing you know Mm. um i think yeah just morals and having a community i think especially for mom and dad it was especially important on the community aspect um Mm -hmm. but yeah i think instilling a good set of morals i idealistically um i think that's like kind of what happened for us um but also like being able to see or being in an environment where people are encouraged to like give you know like Mm -hmm. whether it's Mm, donating time yeah yeah, um or just doing things for other people out of the kindness Mm -hmm. of their heart like they're not necessarily Mm -hmm. doing it for any ulterior motive to like benefit themselves in any way it's like just genuinely genuine love towards other people i think that's like probably one of the the like nicest things from church that i've taken away I mean, church for me was a big net positive because of the community. Like my, some of my closest mm-hmm. friends are still from the church. I had a really, really good like class growing up. Uh, that like I don't know, we like hung out outside of church, like sleepovers, camping trips, like the whole shebang. Uh, mm-hmm. Like we go to each other's weddings now, uh, which is nuts. Um, Crazy. But I don't know. I I think about would I take my kids to church? It's weird because if I take my, I, I think I will take my kids to church and then if they like find mm-hmm. a good community like they find like people they're homies with and they want to go to church like that'd be great and they have a like good time going and then of course like yeah like i'm gonna keep taking them but i feel like it might be weird if my kids are more devout christians and they're like praying for me to like oh man my dad <laughs> needs to go to church even though he took me to church because he mom drinks and dad, every weekend yeah. <laughs> oh, i will not be doing that as a parent <laughs> um but uh like yeah, mom, if you dad, take a church if you take your kids to church that means you yeah, also have to be going to church you're kind of like it's weird because mom and dad yeah. obviously like very steadfast in their faith mm-hmm. like they're devout very, very. christians and so if ever we had doubts about like our faith growing up like we would turn to mom and dad and it's just like an unmovable rock in like yeah. their their faith yeah. in jesus christ and so if my kids like turned to me, I'm like, you know what, son? <laughs> uh, talk to your pastor about I that. Don't uh, talk, talk to your pastor. Oh, we I don't can know. just turn them to mom and dad. That's true. Oh, talk to Yeah and I. They'll figure it yeah. out. <laughs> oh my gosh, they'd be white po and white gong for me. That's crazy. Yeah, they do. Mom yeah. and dad give Yee and I vibes to me. Um, yeah, they yeah, give Yee and I vibes to me. 
but yeah oh my god yeah they would yeah. be white pool okay um, it's different for rachel <laughs> yeah I, I, all those benefits that <laughs> you guys talked crazy. about i i pretty much align with just because i think church also had net positive but the negative side of it is and honestly it depends on the church and culture which is what rachel brought up mm. is the the guilt and the shame that we grew up with to some extent i think it was good because like mm. i don't have the propensity to cheat lie or steal ever like even when the opportunity presents itself and i know i would benefit uh, greatly from cheating lying or stealing i don't do it because there's this deep ingrained shame and guilt that eats away. Oh, it eats away it's been beat into my head yeah. that lying stealing and cheating yeah. would mm-hmm. is really bad and like even Moral though now like i don't yeah. link it to going to hell anymore i still have this like I, I have a conscious i have a voice in my head it's like if you do this you're gonna feel terrible about it and so i don't do it but i see like mm. i see peers cheat mm-hmm. lie and steal their way into like success and i'm just like man like if i if i didn't have this moral compass or this like voice in my head like how far in life would i be right now like it's actually kind of crazy like um, <laughs> it could be me dang it sucks it to be, be a good right person yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh the price of being a good person God. i guess <laughs> i will also say especially growing up in the midwest like going to a chinese church probably benefited it mm-hmm. immensely oh, yeah, and true. being able that's to develop true. that cultural identity um because i think like mm-hmm. just from school alone like even though mason was very segregated in terms of um you know like the asian kids and the white kids yeah the cliques mm-hmm. yeah they're yeah. all a lot of race-based cliques yeah Mm -hmm. like even though we had that i think like our church had a lot of cultural events that we were able to attend Mm -hmm. that like mom and dad because we've talked about mom Mm -hmm. and dad not really having traditions for holidays or like chinese Mm -hmm. holidays Mm -hmm. but like we were still able to take part of that Mm -hmm. as a part of our church um which is really nice yeah 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 i mean it played a huge role in mom and dad's life and definitely super net positive for them Yeah. yeah but for us there's also the i mean there are a lot of net, neg- not net negatives, but there are a lot of negatives in negative terms of the guilt and the there. shame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah. the religious trauma and like, sure, yeah. that guilty conscience is good in some ways, but like in other ways, it's been quite mm-hmm. harmful in my life. Yeah. But, um, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's like something else that I'm, I don't know if I'm comfortable talking about on the pod yeah. ever, but <laughs> we can talk about those things in private but anyways that's that's i feel like you can actually i mean nowadays like with i think because we come from an immigrant church an immigrant based Mm. church a lot of the traditions and a lot of the practices are very traditional and conservative Mm -hmm. because immigrant culture is just like more traditional and conservative Mm. but nowadays with like i mean if, if you go to like some churches now and i follow some like like one of my good friends growing up became like a youth pastor and I follow him on Twitter and he like reposts and tweets a bunch of stuff and it's all so progressive now. I'm just like growing nice. up in this day and age in like the church is so different from what we grew up with. Huh. Mm-hmm. It could be something that I'm interested in like experiencing again and like maybe raising my kids in. 
but it's like、mm. a completely different scene now. We're just used to like what our church looks like,、mm. and I think our church needs to start adapting in order to keep up with, I guess, the cultural pace because I think、mm-hmm. our church it's not like oh I talked to Dad a lot on about the decline.、Yeah. Oh, it but there are a lot、decline. of it, 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 oh yeah yeah okay it's definitely on our ch- our church <laughs>、yeah. at home is、so、definitely on the decline. Immigrant、um, population、mm-hmm. anymore. Population like, anymore. anymore. Yeah. It's second generation kids now,、mm-hmm. and like second generation families now, and like these people don't align with like、mm-hmm. the traditional conservative cultural values that our immigrant、mm-hmm. parents did, and now we're starting to see our church start to be on the decline, and a lot of the more progressive leaning churches be on、mm-hmm. the incline. It's it's very fascinating dynamic and something、mm-hmm. that if I put myself back into this realm now, like will I see myself thriving more? So put myself.、Um, mm-hmm. I, I I haven't really thought too much about. Making that decision, but I think it's quite fascinating. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, I need some more clickbaity stuff, so we're gonna talk、oh. about relationships for a hot second, and then we can, <laughs> we can end. All right. Okay. Lit. Just gotta be honest. <laughs> um. Can't lie. So it's this, the guilt and shame. <laughs> So I was, I was talking to one of my friends recently,、oh、and he's like in this relationship with this girl, and he like absolutely loves this girl. I can tell by everything that he、Aww. does that he's just like in love with this girl. But he's just like, I'm so attracted to this girl, but every quality I'm attracted to her by is like the opposite of what I'm compatible with. Does that make、uh, sense? Do you guys ever find、example. yourself in that situation? Yeah, so yeah. like. Like I'm attracted to. He who, is okay, very、yeah. attracted to how independent, because she's like you know a hot girl. Like she's very independent <laughs> and never really had to cater to any guys in her life. Like never had to like put、oh. into consideration someone else. Because like she could, God, I also really like this girl. So, like as a friend, so like, like I don't want to say this in a negative way because like, <laughs> it's just like it's just like how she was. <laughs> it was just like how she was. Like being like an attractive female, like you can get away with not taking like your partner in consideration a lot. Like just having the upper hand、okay. in a relationship, she's just always had the upper hand in a relationship. Like they would always bend to her will,、mm, and like he okay, loves that aspect of her. He loves that he, she's independent. Okay, like very attractive, and like will not bend to people's ways. But like when you're in a relationship with that person. Like it's hard to compromise. Things need compromise, and like he's having such a hard time finding compromise on so many issues, and like、mm. I really resonated with what he was saying because for me, I'm super attracted to people who are like really strong-headed and opinionated, like really strong people, and like for me, I feel like because I'm also strong-headed and somewhat opinionated, that just leads to a lot of arguments. But like that's just what I'm attracted to. And then <laughs> arguments and any differences just start getting blown up, and the compatibility of two strong-headed people in one relationship is just like does not work. Yeah, that sounds tough. Yeah, <laughs> I. Wait, is he also really strong-headed? Is, is that? He's pretty stubborn too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay.、Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Hmm. Like he needs. He sees the way. He sees the way the relationship needs to go, and he's like, "I. This is like." Has to be the way, you know, kind of thing.、Huh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> yeah, 
but have you guys ever found yourself in that kind of situation <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say no. So Rachel, please elaborate. <laughs> yeah. I Well, I feel like I'm probably, I probably relate more to like the female in this aspect where like mm-hmm. I, I'm very comfortable with like the qualities about myself that I appreciate. Um, and so when someone doesn't like that or like someone isn't necessarily compatible with those things, like I will not change those things. Like I will provide mm-hmm. an explanation, but I'm very like I yes. will not change it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also on the other hand, I'm a massive people pleaser, so I won't change it. But I will That's feel god awful that I'm not changing <laughs> it. <laughs> this seems like, like a completely so internal issue. <laughs> yeah. So like I will feel awful, terrible. But I'm like I, like I can't change this. But like I feel bad that you're suffering the consequences of me not changing this. But I'm not going to change it. Like at the end of the day um so I, that's wow, just my that's perspective so I guess. interesting because rachel i have the people pleasing aspect that you have but i'm gonna go out of my way to like do things that i'm like ah like i'm giving it's not up or, it's not convenient i'll inconvenience myself to like make mm-hmm. other people like mm-hmm. feel happy um, yeah i think well yeah when it comes I to, used to do it, that a lot yeah, yeah more so I, comes I to, to like actually how i spend my time i guess or like what people are expecting of me like if Mm. it's an expectation that i cannot meet like i will be completely honest and be like i can't do that like i like i cannot do that for you um because these are things that i prioritize more than that aspect if that makes sense oh yeah Mm. that's dope i need to learn how to do that i i don't know (laughs) if that's necessarily what i was asking though like yeah you being attracted to something that is not compatible with you oh Actually, yeah, yeah. Mm. like in a per- in a more romantic relationship type way but oh. yeah that that definitely is an issue that seems like an endless loop of anxiety <laughs> if you think <laughs> yes. about it and that is part of why my life has been you a think mess about it the past couple of weeks <laughs> um yeah but i, I mean, was gonna say oh yeah go ahead andrew oh i was gonna say like i did also like my early crushes in like college high school Mm -hmm. um i would have crushes on people that were wildly incompatible with me uh Mm. like internally Mm. Ah, yes yeah but i'm like trying to name specific quality and honestly i'm probably like your guy friend here like i'm attracted to women who like or the people who had crushes on also had similar qualities to I think the mm. girl that this guy liked uh, mm. or currently is dating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and so I I would logically deduce that this is not good and then move on is what is how I handled the mm. situation. That's good. At least you can recognize yeah. them and move on. But once the yeah. feelings get really involved and like yeah, real emotions and mm. a relationship blooms, it's it's hard to be like, oh, logic, move on. But yeah, I think what yeah, Andrew was telling me, deep, so. <laughs> it was, oh, you know what it yeah. never was? That's serious. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> <That's> serious. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Andrew was telling me how uh, like a couple of weeks ago, 
we were chatting right and he was like i feel like the point at which a relationship should end is when both people are not willing to compromise on like very Mm. integral Mm. issues like when both Mm. people stop putting in effort to find common Mm. ground Mm -hmm. on solving issues that will continue being issues and i feel like Mm. that that's very true Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i was i remember i forget if i was talking to our mom and dad or my ex's mom and dad but like (laughs) there's this like concept of like like one person in the relationship needs to wrong the other person like like i feel like this is something mom and dad would say yeah like someone needs to wrong the other person as in like let them have their way Mm -hmm. is the direct translation i suppose Mm -hmm. and um i think i i had a relationship of sorts like that in college where my partner like the person i was with was very like compromising like Mm. like they would wrong a lot and like it would if like that developed into a full-blown relationship that would have honestly like logistically worked out very well just because like (laughs) I logistically I wouldn't have any pushback to anything. And I feel and like and okay, like wait. I feel like I'm in a similar situation where I'm being like I'm being let loose and like I can do whatever the hell I want, which is bad, yeah. which is awful. Yeah, it's not but like good. I and feel I bad because I feel like I'm getting away with so much that I should not be getting away with. Like objectively, mm. I take myself out of this like this situation and I go, "No." this is bad yeah this is so bad (laughs) yeah well the thing is like i don't know in in some instances the other person is like is they're their own person they're okay with this like wronging that much Yeah, but like objectively it's like not good like (laughs) there's someone else out there that is probably way more compatible with them and can cater to their needs way more than you can and that's what i've been struggling with so it's like you're not even catering to okay i see okay yeah like Like if they're yeah if they're if their wronging is like compromising their own ability to meet their own needs then yes i think that's an incompatibility thing but like as in like they would have what i'm saying is like more so they don't have as many issues with like my current state like it doesn't take (laughs) away from their experience Hmm, as in like a, this is a more they nuanced like that you're a bad person <laughs> no no, no. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on. that's confused. not what i meant no but like oh, they're wait. like okay with like my habits they're okay with like maybe how messy i am or they're like they're just like i don't know mm. yeah just like just like the the not so good parts of me they're okay with yeah i guess that they're okay with no okay i'm not a bad person I think. but jesse you have all everyone person. has flaws you know? yeah um, they're more accepting of your flaws is probably a better way to put it yeah i don't know i just i have a certain way that i like to live and like i think with certain people that wrong a lot it's like very compatible because my style of living is do you think it enables you like do you think you should be different or do you like when people wrong you do things 
No, but then with that personality comes with a lot of like just complacency. Mm. Okay, I it's it's I very say, general. Yeah. Like, it's very general because it's I'm just someone, talking about like one experience. Yeah, because like not everyone's like this. Make you be less messy. Like if that was mm. said flaw, you know, because then that feels like yeah, mothering on the on the woman's end, you know. Not no, Assuming it wasn't a that mothering it was a girl. Like you yes. know, or assuming um, that, yeah. This conversation is a lot more difficult to have than I intended. Yeah, I don't really know where you're going. It's, now. it's so it's becoming it's becoming super abstract, and I just don't know how to conceptualize <laughs> yeah, these things it's anymore. Super abstract. All right, we it's don't too hard. Let's give up. Of where it stemmed from. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Without delving into specifics, it's becoming yeah, quite it's, abstract. It's hard. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, I feel like this is a pretty common issue of just like people being attracted to qualities that they're actually incompatible with. And I've personally have felt that. And I think part of maturing is recognizing that and like being okay with being someone that doesn't have those qualities that you're attracted to, but you know, because they don't have them, you're more compatible with. And it, mm. it, I feel like it almost feels like you're, um, you know how in their relationship there's a reacher and then there's a settler. settler yeah. It might feel like you're s- settling perhaps, but in the end, it's you're not actually settling. You're just mm. actually you're actually maybe even reaching for a better life. So, well, great never settle. Maturation. <laughs> Wait. Yes. Uh, you want to make it real interesting topic? I had this question. I'm like, okay. should I pose this question? Like, what okay. is like the toxic thing that you're attracted to? Oh, for me? Yeah. Well, I, don't I think I'm not toxic. It's not toxic. It's okay, just like not toxic, what, but like a, a weird incompat- like, incompatible. Like, what is your specific incompatible like attribute that you're attracted to? I I already said it. Like a really oh. strong-headed, opinionated oh, person. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, mm. like yeah. a really fiery, mm, passionate I oh, person. I see. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Or not nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't or know nice. if there's necessarily anything that I'm like, like a incompatibility. I would say, like, I, well, I also just don't attributes. have. Yeah. Like, I appreciate. I appreciate qualities and friends but i don't think there's anything that i am like i i seek out that i'm not compatible with in terms of Mm. like love languages if that makes sense um Mm. but i will say like something that i enjoy that probably not most people enjoy is like i mm, this sounds no let me phrase this differently Mm. i like people who can like hold like verbal spar does that make sense Mm. like like mm, making yes. fun of each other kind of thing yeah yes like yes, i think yes. it's fun i also mm. love that i need yeah. that yeah like a like little bit guys. of bullying you know <laughs> but that's not that's not like toxic though that's just fun yeah that's fine yeah i think that's fine favorite pastime <laughs> engage <laughs> verbal, verbal spar. Spar. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the most like andrew tate thing to say <laughs> yeah, oh god for a guy like to that. say because <laughs> like for them it, it means something very different but right again oh. like yeah yeah verbal sparring is probably to them is what's the word you call andrew tate fans karina calls them uh, taters <laughs> just kidding no <laughs> incels incels, incels. Oh, okay. 
like verbal sparring to incels is just like challenging your views on like i don't know like oh. feminism and oh. yeah oh. yeah okay not no, that kind of mental that. sparring I, I i'm mean, mo- like bullying. verbal sparring yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, like shooting light the shit. Bullying, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah like nothing yeah, yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah. You know what it never yeah, was? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. serious. That's serious. <laughs> I like I like light bullying. Bullying light. <laughs> Favorite pass to I T E. Light bully. That's funny. Bully me a little bit. That's all. I like to be all humbled. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. And it's good to have people that around you that can do that and people that can also be serious when they need to be serious, but have fun when they needs to be more lighthearted. All right. With that, we'll wrap up this episode. But before we go, I need to make sure the synchronization of the video and everything. So I'm going to count down and see. Oh, also shout out to whoever commented on the YouTube video that suggested that we uh, do the podcast over FaceTime. I think the latency is so much better now. Like, yeah, I agree. It doesn't feel like there's any latency over FaceTime. So mm-hmm. shout out to um, whoever commented that on our YouTube video. This was a great suggestion. Uh, so we're going to test it out. Three, two, one, clap. And on clap, we clap. All right. Three, two, one, clap. Okay. Oh. Well, right, it's a little it. better. <laughs> That's it. All right. Actually, on Try one. Let's do three, two, one. And then I don't say clap. All right. Three, two, one. Oh. It's definitely way faster, but okay. there's still... Yeah, I mean, no, again, it's lag. sending it to the moon and back, so it's still going to take a while. But anyways, thank you all for tuning in to this episode of The Rooftop Pod. I'm your host, Jesse, and checking out with me is my brother, Andrew, and my sister, Rachel. And we will catch you on the next episode of The Rooftop Pod. Peace. Peace. All right. How do you guys feel? You feel oh, better good. now? I, I do feel better. That's why I decided Therapy to run the pod. session. I was like, I need this. All right. Stop the video recording. Stop.